Season three, it's Faith, Hope, and Trick. Ooh. Ooh! This was a very exciting, good episode. The Holy Trinity. <laughs> it's a classic uh, episode three, introduction of many new things and elements and characters. You felt that, hey? Mm-hmm. You feel the formula. I feel it in you this feel it. closet tonight. Oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm so glad. Were you excited to reach episode three? Yes. You knew something might happen. I knew, yeah. And I think we talked about last episode, like, I I just thought this would be a big episode, and I was right. You were. You did. You said. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited to dive in. Well, let's do it. What's the sitch, Marmar? Tell me what's happening. All right. This very exciting, good episode starts off uh, at school at Sunnydale. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's a very cute shot of Willow and Oz's little feetsies. <laughs> They're like on the steps of the front of the school and Willow's talking about how like seniors are allowed to go off campus for yes. lunch now. Um, Was there a rule at your school that you couldn't leave? I don't no. remember this being a thing. No rule. No rule at my school. I don't remember ever there being a rule that we couldn't leave. No. In high school. So, but needless to say, they are allowed, they're seniors now, they're allowed to go off campus. This means walking four steps to go to a picnic blanket that Buffy has set up. I know. <laughs> this is so funny. I was like, these are our heroes, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> these are them, the most rule abiding. I know. Willow is such a square. It's funny you say I'm like her, but I am so not like this, no. like at all. <laughs> you love your rules. I do. But you love breaking your rules. And then I can break them when I so choose. Yeah. No, no. This is, this aspect of Willow, this, um, this uh, I don't know, fear of getting in trouble, mm-hmm. you don't share no. with Willow. No. <laughs> I do like rules and then to break them. Uh, so Buffy's not allowed on campus because she is still kind of expelled. Yes. Um. So they, the gang comes and like picks up Willow and drags her over to the picnic blanket. Very funny. Yeah, this is such a charming scene. Very charming. It's so cute. And so it feels, it feels like um, there's been some healing. They're hanging out with Buffy. They're they're more casual. It's not as weird because they had that big blowout. I think things are out in the open mm-hmm. at the very least. Yeah. So it's like we don't have to pretend to return to normal. We know that that's not possible. Weird. Yeah. And people got to say their piece. Yeah. And, well, the end of this episode, we go even deeper into the truth. Yeah. But you're right. It feels like we've begun the healing process. Yeah. A more honest variety. And they're not, like, avoiding each other. They're they're there. They're having their stupid picnic with prosciutto. <laughs> Excuse me. That sounds delicious. <laughs> um, actually, very fancy for a high school picnic. Yeah. Um, and uh, so they're trying to kind of get back to normal, and uh, they're talking about, like, boy, like, Willow's like, oh, back to normal. Dating, uh, of course, is very, all you care about. And, and very high school. Yes. All you care about is the next... 
yeah. who, who you're dating, who someone's yeah. dating. And especially it's more acute because there's the two couples. Yeah. And then there's Buffy, yeah. sad Buffy alone. Yeah. Uh, so they, uh, Willow talks about Scott Hope. Uh, now, okay, I literally just realized hope in the title is hope. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get it until right this very moment. <laughs> Scott Hope, cute. Willow's like, oh, he liked you back in the day. Maybe he'll like you now. And so they're making goo-goo eyes. It's the whole episode kind of... It is goo-gooey. Goo-gooing at each other. Um, and Willow's like, you can do that little half smile you do. Bobby's like, what? What? I don't... <laughs> There's a blowjob joke in there somewhere. Oh, yeah. That thing, that you thing do with your mouth. mouth. <laughs> you can do that thing you do with your mouth that boys like. Yeah. I think is it. <laughs> Very funny. Yeah. This I is love a great it. writing thing where they always put in these double entendres. This episode, there's a lot of sexy writing. Mm. There's a lot of sort of, I don't know, waving your little freak flag, waving your, with Faith, with the introduction of Faith, we get a different... Yes. sort of sensibility. It's like more adults, just yeah. more casual. We get a lot more sexual power mm-hmm. than we've been used to. Yeah. So cool. we're introducing that right off the bat because we're talking about dating and we're talking about making out and we're talking about... So these are like sexually active teens, whereas before they weren't as much. No. Yeah. It was more innocent. Yeah. So not only do we go off campus, but maybe we give the odd blowjob. <laughs> And so after this, it sort of cuts to this um, this limo. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Did you ever do this? Take a limo <laughs> through the drive-thru? Um, there was this, this is funny, in my elementary school, I'm called Winterburn, uh, <laughs> there was a, I think if you were good or if you got good marks or something, you'd enter a draw every month and they would draw and um, a Kids from the school could get in a limo and go to McDonald's for oh lunch my God. as a reward for for things. Once a month is a lot. I think so. And and they would take like maybe ten kids or something. <gasps> and and I won it one time. It was amazing. <sighs> this was before you were a vegan, so maybe oh, yeah. there were a few I was, more options. I was like uh, nine or whatever. okay, <laughs> you know, <laughs> ten. Well, you've been you've been veggie for a really True. long time, but not quite that long. Not quite long. That long. <laughs> Fifteen, I think about. But so uh, this is before then. But I went to McDonald's. Oh my- Oh, it was amazing. That so, is a child's dream. Did you eat the um did you eat the person giving your order or did you just order a I think I just ordered uh, I had the startings of vegetarianism, so I didn't want to cannibalize. Uh, oh, that's <laughs> part of my morality. Don't you love that is that is essentially the joke at the end <laughs> yes. of this? It's like we eat the burger. And then there's someone, like, we eat the animal. Yeah. These vampires are going to eat you. Yeah, oh. like takeout yeah. and ordering pizza yeah. later. So funny. Yeah. So, man, this is a great introduction of this character, Mr. Trick. Yes. Uh, co- so cool. Yes. Fast talking. Yes. Like, smooth, yes. quippy. Welcome to Happy Burger. May I take your order, please? Diet soda. Medium. That'll be 89 cents at the window, sir. Sunnydale. Town's got Quentin. Then the people. You call me sir. Don't you just miss that? I mean, admittedly, it's not a haven for the brothers, you know, strictly the Caucasian persuasion here in the Dale. But, you know, you just gotta stand up and salute that death rate. I ran a statistical analysis, and hello, 
darkness. This character, Mr. Trick, is in there with this unseen demon. In the shadows. I thought it was a demon because he had these cloven kind of hands. Totally. Um, But then it's revealed Mr. Trick is is a vampire. Mm -hmm. And later on it's revealed that this other demon-y guy is a vampire too. I cannot believe how much juice they pack into that little monologue. It's an excellent monologue he does. Yeah. So he talks about he talks about how they're from DC. Yep. So he is a black vampire from Washington DC. Amazing. This that Sunnydale isn't friendly to the brothers. He's talking about mm-hmm. black people. Yes. However, he has to respect their mortality rate, which is really high. <laughs> so he feels welcome AF <laughs> because of that. Which is amazing. Uh-huh. So he talks about Sunnydale being more of the Caucasian persuasion, but yes. being really, really well, feeling like they could make a home here. Pro vampire. Totally. Yes. So, so he he's feels, intersectional. Absolutely. He's black and a vampire. Yes. So. And that is a very important part of his identity. Yeah. And he feels cool, uh-huh. possibly making a future here. Cool. So, so he's, we're getting, we're getting some, exposition mm-hmm. through also a beautiful character introduction of a character and we we come to learn that they are here to kill the slayer we don't know which slayer that is yet i think we're all assuming it's buffy because we haven't had the intro of faith yeah yet. i i thought it was buffy i mean i didn't even remember that there was there needed to be totally. another slayer totally until they- Introduce that. So that's playing on the fact that their knowledge is different than our knowledge. So we made an assumption that they're talking about Buffy. Later on, we find out that they are talking about Faith. Yeah. And then we have, you know, him snacking on the employee of Happy Burger and (laughs) ripping out of the parking lot. So good. And then the opening credits. Yes. uh, Excellent. Uh, In my mind, I'm like, the new big bad is this cloven hand guy. That's that's what I think yeah. at the time. And you are digging Mr. Trick. Oh, okay. yes. So good. Very cool. So good already. Um, and just a different energy, different character, different like thing. A new new guy rolling into town. So after the opening credits, we're at the bronze. Oh, yes. Uh, and it is another dream yes. sequence with Angel. Because... Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, you know it's a dream because there's no one around. In all these dreams, it's just the two of them, Buffy and Angel, kind of like together walking or staring into each other's eyes. So they're mm-hmm. dancing. We get the gang sitting yeah. out at one of the bronze tables, silently just watching Serving, this. yeah. But they are in dream mode. Yes. But you're right. Usually they are alone. Buffy and Angel are having a private moment, but it's now being witnessed by, by her, her friends. friends. Because now... She's back with her friends, yes. like, in real life. So, uh, the Claude ring falls to the ground. Yep. Um, and this ring is very important in this episode. And and uh, and Angel grabs it, and there's blood that is pouring out of his hands. And then there's blood that's pouring out of his sternum where she stabbed him. So, it's a flashback to this murder. Oh, God, horrific. <laughs> and then we get... We get um, Demon Angel, sort of a transformation, and him saying, go to hell. And then he says in his laugh, I did. did. I did go to hell. Yeah. Which is, was his greatest fear of having a soul was like he was destined to go to hell. Um, and also Buffy's probably fear, too, that she sent him to, to hell 
Oh, God. So do you have any, right now in the moment, in this moment in time, before the end of this episode, Mm -hmm. do you, do you think about where Angel went? Yes. Okay. Um, because I didn't think he went, he, I didn't think he died necessarily. I thought he went to another dimension which could be we've seen in many different ways there are many different hells actually that are a part of this world right we've gone to them so it's not just one hell there are many hells so i assumed he went to like a version of hell is actually what i think happened okay um i didn't think he died because you can't really kill a vampire like that you can't kill a vamp well she stabbed him through the heart with a sword i don't know he didn't disappear like vampires do so i didn't think he was dusted right totally yeah and you can't just shoot a vampire etc etc so i just i thought he kind of went to to a hell yeah dimension yeah um we'll see if that's right but that's what i've been thinking this whole time that confirmed. He's been gone. confirmed so you had some kind of confirmation yeah of your suspicions yeah nice. uh and since he's been in the episodes, I just, uh, we're not done with Angel. We're not done with this. Uh, as thank the end, God. Uh, as the oh, end shows. Thank God. <sighs> I'm not ready. I need this relationship to go on. It does. It actually is not very long in like a, a show, you know? No, yeah, not we need, at all. We need more, um, for sure. So then after this dream sequence, um, they have the Snyder interview. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where they're gonna, they're like demanding that he let her back in because it's like a human right. Uh, mm-hmm. He cannot deny her. Mm-hmm. He's still so like, he's smug and he's like, you have to do all these things to get Megan. You have to pass all your classes and go to a shrink and Yeah, make your makeup tests, get a letter of recommendation from someone who isn't a li- an English <laughs> librarian. Because <laughs> now he knows they're, you know. Uh, and it's, it's funny, um, Joyce and Buffy are like, fuck you, fuck you, Steiner. I love this united front. It's excellent. It's yeah. nice to see them, like, agreeing and together on on this front. And, and Joyce is like, she says, na 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 Yeah. I love it. I love that Joyce and Buffy can have their discomfort and their awkwardness in their personal relationship. And it doesn't, it doesn't make it impossible for Joyce to support her daughter in in public or in other circumstances. So yeah. Joyce doesn't feel this need. Like, Joyce doesn't think Buffy deserves to be punished mm. or that Buffy doesn't belong in a school. And she very well could. She yeah. could have had a reaction that her daughter, I don't know, for whatever reason, being a slayer makes it impossible for her to go to public school. But Joyce is like, uh, no. Yeah. So... Yeah, yeah, love this United Front. It's very nice, and Snyder has to let them back in. Yeah. At the end of this um, conversation, he, uh, I think it's the receptionist is like, and the mayor is on, on the line, or, mm-hmm. you know, the mayor is calling you. So, again, this, like, reference of the mayor. Who's the mayor? I don't know. We, got, we haven't seen them, but it's been referenced several times, and at the end of last season and this season. So, we're going to have to meet this mayor at some point and see what exactly is going on here. We have to meet the mayor. Yeah. So, I'm excited for that. The mayor of Sunnydale. Who could they be? Who that? Yeah. I don't know. Who would want that job? Probably a demon, <laughs> uh, um, is my guess at this moment. <laughs> 
Um, so then uh, Buffy's left back in school. She's at the library, kind of like starting to do her normal routine kind of thing and checking in with Giles. Um, Giles has all these like witchy, witchy shit out, sage and stuff. And he's like, I'm doing this binding spell about a Cathla. I need to know all the details of how that went down. God, Giles is so smart. I didn't, I didn't, I mean, I, I totally bought into this binding spell. I remember being completely tricked. Yeah. And feeling how much love and intuition Giles has. Ugh. It's just so special. It's so good. And he's not, it's interesting. Buffy's like, well, the, yeah, like a, uh, you have it contain your enthusiasm that I've come back to school but he's been doing all the behind the scenes work like he loves her so much but he's not like you know one to gush <laughs> it's not and it's not performative in any way no he's actually doing the work to help her yeah. instead of you know performing it yeah. uh, so he's got this spell and, and he knows she's not saying everything because it's so casual yeah. he's like I killed him whatever like it doesn't whatever and he's like, okay, okay, keep telling me, keep telling me. Yeah. He's her shrink in this episode. And Giles and Buffy share a horrible thing, mm. which is that they lost their lovers. Yeah. And Giles will be the first one to acknowledge that the details of that loss matter. That the details of this matter, and he knows that she's not sharing it. Yeah. The reaction that she had to run away to L.A. is not proportionate to what he is being told right now happened. Something doesn't add up. It doesn't add up to her leaving for that long, a young woman of, you know, 17, leaving for three months. It, It just doesn't make sense. He's so emotionally intelligent. But her friends are, like, totally cool to just move on. Yeah. Because they're immature... Teens, they yes. can't necessarily understand how to, like, move through that. Like, and you can't, maybe unless you've had this loss or you're older, you know more about all these things, like, as Giles does. Totally. Um. So Willow, again, they're um, laying in that Willow wants to be more of a witch. Uh, she's like, I'll help you. I know about things, like the what the virgin saliva does when it's combined with this thing. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's so cute. Um, so again, layering in the witchy aspect. Can't wait to see her actually doing witchcraft. She is eager. Yeah. She is eager and she's receiving a bit of, like, Giles is pumping the brakes. He's yeah, not he- saying no. And it's also, like, Giles knows he can't control what Willow does in her spare time. Of course. Of course he can't. But he is, you know, showing, expressing that she needs to be cautious. It's powerful. hmm and like we've saw in like, um, what's the episode? Was it called where Xander curses all the women to bewitched, bothered, yeah, and yeah. bewildered? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, when he did that spell, it was really bad. Yes. Like, and it was really fucked up. And that was just from like a little stupid impulsive spell. So, like, what else could happen? You don't even know. It's very powerful. Totally. So after this, they. Go to the bronze. There's cool band playing. Darling Violet. Darling Violet. Don't Amazing. know anything about this band other than they are cool. Yeah. And cool lady again. Yeah. Like yeah. a very bronzy. Yep. Just uh, 
amazing vocals by ladies. Totally. Yeah. Upbeat music. This mm-hmm. isn't like, sometimes we get like, we're in Sadville. We're not. We're in Upbeatville. No, this, this is, is an like tempo banger. Totally. Yeah. And Oz and Will are making out and everyone's there. <laughs> Just making out in public. Oh my god! I oh, used the to do days. This. I, yeah, I oh, know the days. This, yeah, <laughs> but it's true though. You don't have anywhere else to Private. do it. No, you can't. Like, where else are you gonna go? Yeah. Um, this bar for teens. Uh, <laughs> have your muffin and suck face and your red solo cup of what? Who knows? <laughs> A club soda, water, mm-hmm. tea, Kool Aid, Kool Aid. Uh. And Buffy's there. Again, they're, like, trying to, like, layer in Scott. Scott's, like, around. He's, like, hi, want to dance with me? And Buffy's, like, I don't know. She's she's just not really ready. Willow thinks it's been a long time and that she should go. It, it really hasn't been that long of a time since killing her boyfriend. <laughs> no. Uh, and this is when we see on the dance floor this this cool girl. Yeah. Like grinding up on, yeah, on a guy, yeah, doing lots of cool dancing, like very uh, uninhibited. Yes, um, that's a good word. Yeah, yeah, very cool. And then they go out to the alley, they like dance out to the alley, <laughs> and Buffy's like, "Huh, that is not right." So she goes out to save this girl who's been tricked by the vampire. Yep. But all of a sudden, we see her starting to kick the shit out of this vampire. It's amazing. Oh, my God. It's amazing. Yeah. It's so good. And then she, she, uh, they're all kind of nonplussed, like, watching. And Buffy's like, huh? And she has the steak. And um, the girl just grabs it and dusts the vampire. And is like, thanks, B. <laughs> Where'd she go? I bet it's nothing. They're probably just making out. Hey. That's not what making out sounds like. Unless I'm doing it wrong. Stop struggling. This won't hurt. It's okay, I got it. You're a uh, Buffy, right? Oh, I'm Faith. I'm gonna go on on a limb and say there's a new slayer in town. Thanks, B. I couldn't have done it without you. And then we get what appears to be the most confident, the most, I don't know, alive, cool, sexy. Yeah, just, just, yeah, uninhibited. Powerful. Yeah. In her element. Mm -hmm. uh, Personable, chatty. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. Just so cool. Yeah. Cool and confident. Um, Slayer Faith. Yeah. Uh, and this actress, Elijah, Eliza Dushku. Dushku, yeah. Yeah. Who I know from Bring It On. Oh my God. <laughs> who doesn't know from Bring It On? Amazing. Yeah. So good. She basically plays the same character yes. in Bring It On, which is really funny. Yes. Because <laughs> I have never seen her in this, so I I don't know her at all from this, but she, it's the same character in Bring Absolutely. It On. Which comes out, I think, a year after this. Yes. 2000. Yes. So um, she's in her, this actress is in yeah. her element right now, but she's great. What a yes. great introduction. 
So then they realized when I realized that it was Kendra dying meant there needed to be a new Slayer. Yeah. Uh, and she is obviously yep. the Slayer. Um, so they all go inside and like chat about like wh- how who are you? Yeah. What's happening? Yeah. And it's and she's so cool and confident. She's telling all these stories that are so funny and everyone's so into it. Xander's like, tell me that naked story again. <laughs> yeah. Xander's horn, he's just a little horn dog. Oh, he yeah. like runs around with his little horn all the time, just horning around. <laughs> and Cordelia is just like Find a new theme. Like, she's like, I understand you have a thing for Slayers. I'm I've, I'm learning to live with it. This is a part of who you are. This <laughs> this fascination with this very dominating yeah, female violent. archetype. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Fine. But switch it up a little, man. Like, you're, like, so obvious. It's like, oh, God, Xander. So, I just roll my eyes. So funny. <laughs> so teen boy. Very. So where is Faith from? The South? We don't know. We know that she we know that she mentions two places. Uh-huh. She mentions Boston. Boston. And she mentions Mississippi. Yeah, yeah. Because she's wrestled this alligator yes. story. Yes. <laughs> and and she was wrestling vampires in Boston. Boston. As well. Okay. So she's from the East. Mm. And she's made this journey because her watcher is at a retreat. Yes. Which is the transition. Into the next scene, mm-hmm. which is Giles meeting Faith yes. in the library and ta- and and reminiscing about this the Watcher's retreat <laughs> uh, with horse back riding, hiking, hunting. <laughs> Sounds like a like an English dream, like totally, <laughs> totally. And that Giles has uh, not been invited. Yeah, why? I I mean I didn't I wrote a big question mark about that. We don't find out why he hasn't been invited. No, we don't. I don't. Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. And he's sad, and no one's asking him about it too, which is really funny. No one's like, why? No one gives a <laughs> no shit. one cares. They're like, oh, whatever, John. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, Faith is is there. Mm-hmm. She's been invited to dinner mm-hmm. at Buffy's later, and then mm-hmm. Willow and Xander are like, oh, we'll tour you around the school, and while Buffy like uh, studies, um, kind of thing. So, uh. Uh, everyone's having a great time with her. They think she's so cool and sexy. And uh, and Scott meets her and is like, ooh, hello, hubba hubba. And <laughs> Faith is just so unabashed about like being like, she, like she called Giles cute and young. I was like, oh, he is. Uh, thank you. And the rest of the gang's like, ew. But it's true. And Giles has this moment of being like, he's like, I feel him take in that moment. And he's like, Leaving my youth and beauty aside, like he's like feels the flattery, and then he's like, "Here's a boundary." Yeah, yeah. and I you were a move child, on. yes, <laughs> just little horny teens. Yeah, um, yeah, and so Buffy is feeling like jealous. Yes, threatened, threatened. Yeah, because Faith is feeling all the things she's not. Yeah. Obviously, Faith is like this foil to Buffy in this Absolutely. episode. That's the word to bring it out and um. To show Buffy how she's not feeling super jazzed about her career, if you will. She's yeah. not feeling excited or confident or in her element or it feels like work. She It feels like an obligation. And Faith is like, I love it. I love my life. I'm having a great time. I mean, she says all the things, mm-hmm. et cetera. Uh, <laughs> we will see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Faith is so easily like, oh, Scott's so cute. I'm going to flirt with him. And Buffy's like, why, why can't I? Just feel that. Yeah. Uh, 
And then we have this scene with Mr. Trick. This mm-hmm. is where we learn mm-hmm. his name. Mm-hmm. And we see uh, Buddy, I think, in this moment. We see Kakistos. Yes. yes. Um, uh, who has a big-ass scar on his face. Mm-hmm. He's got cloven hands and feet. Uh, he is very scary looking. Yeah, he's wearing a robe of some kind, so we know he's from a different time. Yeah, like cloak. Yeah. He very, he seems old. Yeah. Um, while Mr. Trick seems like a smooth-talking... Oh, yeah, he's in a suit and a tie. Yeah, he's so cool. Yeah. Uh, so they're kind of setting up camp in this, like, abandoned yeah. warehouse, which is where all the vamps set up their camp. Mr. Trick is always making a pitch. Mm. Like, he's making a pitch to Kikistos to look at the bigger thing. Look yeah. at this town. We could run this town. Mm-hmm. And Kikistos is fixated on... Revenging this or not Buffy avenging the Slayer totally. I thought it was Buffy at the time. Totally, I did too. I think most people, uh, everybody does. This is this is the setup. But Mister Trick is 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 thinking larger, thinking bigger, talking about Sunnydale as potentially being a new home, and then Kikistos is like. No, but the Slayer, the Slayer, the Slayer, and Mr. Trick is obviously like, yeah, 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 we'll find out, we'll, we'll go on the computer and we'll check all the motel, uh, um, I guess, manifest. records. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, great. But you can tell that Mr. Trick is like, I don't know, maybe not vibing with his, with being a henchman. Sure. With being the Number henchman. Number two. That's right. Uh, I mean, it reminds me... He's like Spike mm-hmm. because the and the master was this mm-hmm. old vamp again focused on the slayer and Spike was like ah there's bigger things to life there's fun to be had there's chaos like yeah. uh, so very kind of similar vibes yeah. you know from Mister Trick in that he has more objectives than just killing the slayer totally so after this little kind of. Mm-hmm. Little intro combo with them. There's a dinner mm-hmm. with Joyce, Buffy, and Faith. It's it's weird, um, but uh, Joyce and Buffy are weird. But then Joyce sees Faith and is like, "What a confident young lady! I so love it. Personable. Love yeah. her. Why why don't you have this confidence? Like, why don't you love your work? Like, yeah, kind of thing. And she and Faith is really open about talking about slaying. Yeah, Buffy doesn't do that. No, she doesn't share it with anyone. No. Well, she doesn't share it with Joyce. Yes. She does not share it with Joyce. And we all know why she doesn't share it with Joyce. But just because things are out in the open now doesn't mean these old patterns go away or these old behaviors go away. Yeah, where you're used to just not talking about your life and totally. your feelings. Or you don't feel safe to talk to your mother about how your job potentially leads you into, you know, dangerous situations where you may die. Yeah. Which is how this conversation ends. It's what they talk about, like... You know, Joyce is like, I don't want you to die. And Buffy's like, I'm not going to die. She can't guarantee that. But to reassure her mother, like, yeah. you know. Comforting her mother. Mm-hmm. And and Buffy gets called out for being like, I guess, what are you honestly feeling about Faith? Mm. Why are you, why aren't you on board with this other Slayer? When it could mean... You could be liberated from these shackles that you claim to hate. Yeah, like you could divide and conquer, or she could take over. She seems to love it so much. Why don't you just let her be the slayer? Yeah. And it's like... Interesting. Yes. But Buffy's like, you know, she doesn't really have an answer to that. No. And she hasn't really examined it. Mm-hmm. And her mom is like, girlfriend, little one, examine these feelings. Mm-hmm. Like, are you 
being fair. Yeah. And Buffy isn't being fair. And then we get a scene coming up where she's talking to Giles, venting. She's back at school. It's the next day. Mm -hmm. She's venting about how Faith, well, I guess we have to go back to the fight because after dinner they go into this alleyway and they have it out. Yes. They get... They're on patrol. Yep. And they have a squabble about about this life. And Yeah. Yeah. About Buffy being uptight and Faith living large. Faith having no, no care in the world for goodness life, for responsibility. Well, and Buffy used to be, I mean, you would say Buffy was very not uptight before. She's, yeah. uh, you know, confident, making quips, like fun, like... You live going to the bronze with her friends, like not not uptight at all. You wouldn't describe her. No. So, yeah, Buffy's. I mean, I she isn't examining why the change is so. She's not feeling like that. Totally. So we have this Slayer who is embodying all of the consequence, all of the sacrifice, all of the trauma, mm-hmm. which is Buffy. She's like, I can't enjoy this. It has stolen everything from me. Yeah. And she's in a real place of self-loathing still. And then we have Faith, who's like, this incredible power I have. I am am not going to hate it. I love it. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to embrace it. And, And then we get Buffy and Faith having what is a fantastic bandy of words mm-hmm. and then these vampires jump them again like it always happens in the show where the fighting turns into physical fighting mm-hmm. very fun mm-hmm. always fun mm-hmm. nice little back and forth like them working together so satisfying yep. like to see two cool fighter ladies like pow 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 but then really quickly it devolves into faith not dusting a vampire and obviously taking out some secret um, vendetta against this one vampire really becoming emotionally invested in this one fight. Meanwhile, Buffy is, it's three against one for Buffy, one V one with Faith. Mm -hmm. And Buffy's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And, and Faith is just pounding on this vampire for too long. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. It is weird. Yeah. And Buffy's like, sorry, you like to say you're living large, but you have issues. Yeah. Yeah. You have issues too. Weird happening. And then we get the scene with Giles in the hallway of the school. And she is talking about how this fight nearly got them killed because Faith lost the ability to see to, to see all the other vampires that Buffy was fighting. And she almost got bit. Yeah. And Giles is sort of doing that thing where he's like, well, you know, she's quite different than you. And, and yada, yada, yada. Don't you think you're being a little bit harsh? Don't you think you're being a little judgmental? And Buffy is able to say, yes, I am. Mm-hmm. I am being... I am being judgmental. However, there's something, something wrong. And and this vampire said something about kissing toast. Yes. I don't know. And Jaws <laughs> is like, what? Uh, uh, or Tostitos. Or Tequistos. Tequistos. Or uh, khaki trousers. <laughs> and Jaws is like, oh, um, Tequistos. Coquistos. Coquistos. Tequistos. Coquistos. Coquistos. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the Greek for worst of the worst. So he is an, Kokistos is an old vampire, very old, so old he's got cloven hands and feet. And he's like, oh shit, if he's in town, it's not good. Yeah. Uh, and then Buffy's like, ah, well, 
If this vampire's in town and rolled in about two days ago when Faith rolled into town, I think some things are connected. I'm going to go talk to Faith. You talk to her watcher. Yeah. And so Jazz is going to... He's like, yeah, eight hours ahead. They're probably having a nightcap right now. Oh. <laughs> he reminisces. <laughs> no one asks him. It's so funny. Everyone just ignores his, like, wistful, like, comments. <laughs> I, I love when he's so like, funny. I wonder if they're kayaking. I used to love a good kayak. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. And so um, Buffy's on her way to talk to Faith, but she runs into Scott. Mm-hmm. And uh, Scott does this speech. He's like, this is my last effort. I really want to ask you out. There's this Buster Keaton film festival happening we could go to. And I have a, a little gift for you. It's a, a gift of friendship. Um, and it's the Clotta Ring. God. Uh, woof. Yeah. Because <laughs> Buffy's interested. She's like, yeah. She's, but then this totally triggers her and she just like drops it on the ground and, and she's like, freaks out. And Giles walks up and sees this reaction. Mm -hmm. Again, a reaction that doesn't seem to make sense based on what you're witnessing. Yeah. So we're getting, yeah. And that and that is essentially a trigger, right? We're mm. we're learning that a, a trigger is an emotional reaction to more than just what's happening in that moment. Mm -hmm. It's a reaction to, to something that's happening in a person that has that incorporates other things, other memories, other experiences. So Buffy's having one of those obby about mm -hmm. this ring. Giles notices this. Buffy's like, I'm fine, I'm fine. I can't talk about this. I can't talk about this. I can't talk about this. Deny, deny, deny. Um, what did... She talks to Giles. What did... What did her watcher say? And Giles says, her watcher is dead. Dead. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> so it's all coming together. Um, this is all the revelation that... Um, Faith is rolled into town because of all all these things that have happened. Her yeah. watcher being killed, etc. Yeah. Uh, so Buffy goes to Faith's motel yep. to confront her. Yep. And is like, you know, do you know Kikistos? Does that ring a bell? Yeah. And Faith like starts freaking out and yep. packing all her shit. And it's yep. like, I gotta go. Buffy's also like, I'm just going to take this moment to be like, you're a huge hypocrite. You're telling me to get over my stuff? Yeah. Excuse me. You, you, where is your trauma? Mm -hmm. Like, one for one here. You you know about Angel. What did he do to your watcher? Yeah. And she's like, nothing, there is no word to describe what he did to my watcher. So we know that her watcher was killed in front of her eyes by this horrible demon and his henchmen. In a horrific way. Yeah. Awful. So, and her watcher was a lady, yep. which is cool. Yep. So, and so there's a few things I put together when I, in this moment. Mm. So what we have is sort of orphan slayer. Mm. Orphan slayer coming to trial. Yeah. yeah. Looking for help. Yeah. But doesn't want to present that way. Which motel is she staying in? Costs $18 a day. She yeah. has no money. She has no money to pay. No. Yeah, totally. And Where, she, she needs help. She needs Buffy's help. She needs Giles' help. She needs Joyce. Yeah. Where's Faith's family? Why is she in the poor side of town? Yeah. What's going on? These aren't questions that get answered in this episode, but there is so much about this character that we learn, but that because it's not necessarily a part of this action, we don't we will we pay attention to it later on, mm -hmm. but it's just a beautiful setup for what's going to be a very different slayer than what we have with Buffy, who has a stable home life, relatively, friends, high school, 
And we have Faith, whose watcher was killed. She's staying in a motel. It's just such a different thing. So different. Yeah. And we'll talk about their styles. Oh, too. yeah. For oh, you're sure. right, Marmar. That's so key. Yeah. That's so key It just, like, tells tells you many things. Um, So, Kakistos shows up yeah. at the motel. Yeah. He uses, like, that dead hotel manager, <laughs> like, to, like, a puppet in front of the <laughs> This is very Men in Black. This totally. is very Edgar. This is, yeah, this is very Men in Black. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Uh, and so he shows up. He's punching the door down. He wants to kill Faith. Um, They run out the window, yeah. they're running away, and they run into the kind of warehouse. Yeah. Um, it's a trap. Yeah. And uh, they have a big, huge fight. Um, again, like, the two of them having big, huge fight. Uh, Kakistos is extremely strong. Yes. Buffy tries to stake him through the heart, and it doesn't work. I've never seen this before. Yeah. Um, her little stake. There's a lot of layers between between that vampire and his heart. Yeah. <laughs> So many layers. Um, and he's like, no man can kill me, yes. basically. Uh, and Faith uses, like, an enormous stake to, like, yeah. fucking stake him through the heart. So this was extremely shocking. When Buffy couldn't kill them, I was like, oh, they're, you know, he's going to be the big bad of the season. You can't just kill him so easily. But then they did kill him. So at this moment, because we saw Mr. Trick... And this other lady vampire mm-hmm. um, have this little conversation, and he was like, I'm getting out of here. Like, Yeah, he's like, oh, the master looks like he's in danger. We should probably go. By, uh, These vengeance schemes, they're so outdated. It's a modern vampire. Gotta yeah. think about the big picture, is what he's saying as he's leaving. And they and he, like, slinks away. Mm-hmm. And so at that moment, when Kakisos died, I was like, Mr. Trick is the big bad. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is where we are told. Mm-hmm. I was like... Uh, it was an amazing reveal. Yeah. He's the big bad of the mm-hmm. season, or at least for now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we know big bads can change. We over do the season. We do, but he's not done. Excellent. Uh, I'm very excited. He's ex- he's cool. Yeah. He's really cool. Uh, and after after this, and Kakistos has been killed. Um, we have Buffy and Willow and Giles together. Um. And Giles is like, I, I, I really need, you know, is there anything else? And Buffy's like, actually, you know, she reveals Angel was himself again. The curse was lifted or was put back on him, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and he was himself and she killed him. So she reveals this to Willow and Giles. Your spell worked at the last minute, Will. I was about to take him out, and um, something went through him, and he was Angel again. He, he didn't remember anything that he'd done. He just told me. Um, but it, it was, it was too late, and I, I had to. So I, I told him that I loved him, and I kissed him. I don't know if that helps with your spell or not, Giles. Uh, yes, I, I believe it will. I'm sorry. It's okay. I've been holding on to that for so long. It felt good to get it out. 
I'll see you guys later. Giles, I know you don't like me playing with mystical forces, but I can really help with this binding spell. There is no spell. just Willow and Giles because it's her two closest confidants and they understand and they're so devastated by hearing this. Um, I like that it wasn't the whole gang. Saying this to Giles and Willow is very different than saying this to Xander. Yes, yes. Or like this whole group, you know. Totally. So, yeah, it's excellent. It's vulnerable. Like, it's so sad when she reveals this. Like, it's so, so sad. Yeah. Um. She's less sad than she was. Like, even her being able to, like, talk about it. it, I mean, you can just see the healing when she can admit this and say she had to do it. But, um, yeah, very, very sad. And we think that's going to be the reveal, which it is, but the real reveal is that there was no curse. There was no curse. There was no binding spell. There was nothing. It's amazing. Yeah. And Giles just reveals that so subtly to Willow. Mm -hmm. It's so cute. It's so amazing. Mm -hmm. There was no binding spell. Like, this was the magic that needed to happen. Yeah. Was Buffy Buffy sharing what she wanted to share? And Giles needed to know. Yeah. He's one of the parental figures in Buffy's life, and he needed to know. Yeah, what she did and what the sacrifice was. What she went through. Yeah. As his, as her watcher, like yeah. it's his job, totally. And Willow needed to know so that Willow can calm the fuck down about Buffy dating. Yes, and and also prompt the group to like shut the fuck up sometimes. Yes. Care for Buffy in this other way. Yeah, you know, we all need encouragement to to come out of our comfort zone after we've been hurt. We all need that. We all need coaxing and encouragement and support. We also need care. And patience. And Willow was only providing one version of that care. And now she knows that there's another kind of way that we need to take care of Buffy. Yeah. She killed an innocent. That might be a strong term. Some people may not call Angel innocent. Hmm. For me, she she didn't kill the demon that they thought she did. Yeah. She killed something else. Which she implied, she was implying this whole time that she killed Angelus. Like, yeah. and it was Angel yeah. that she killed. Yeah. It's a very important distinction. So after she reveals this, she's like leaving. Scott asks her out one more time. Well, Buffy asks him out. Oh, Buffy asks him out. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. And, and, uh, and he does this little fake out. <laughs> Cute. Uh, yeah. So they are going to go out. Yeah. Um, which is good. That's even just as friends, you yeah. know, to try. Yeah. You got to just try. But then she, at the end, she's like, she's like, I'm going to close this chapter. She goes to the mansion. To the spot. To the spot where Akatha appeared and she killed him and she takes the clotter ring and puts it on the ground. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> Angel, like Terminator's down, naked and oiled. <laughs> Um, uh, to the spot, uh, and is like, <laughs> fresh baby. <laughs> um, 
amazing. I knew he wasn't done. I knew it. <laughs> I know you knew it, but we have to see. We have to just go through. I don't know what or why or how, but I'm I'm sure he was in some hell dimension. Maybe well, some magic brought him back. I don't know. Wherever he was, he his cute butt cheeks are back. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm very excited. I'm I, it's going to be great. Can't wait for next episode. So Willow's outfit off the top. She's got her little sneaks on. It's when she's going to um, go off campus for lunch. She has the fuzziest blue sweater on. We know fuzzy is a part of this world. Uh, and the kind of red, like, flare pants. Yeah. Real cute, real maybe, 70s. Maybe a corduroy. Maybe they're a denim. Maybe, but they're quite heavy. Yeah. Um, she looks cute. Uh, I like this outfit. Xander has like a classic Xander button up. It's like purple vertical stripes. And then I swear there's like pineapples or something yeah. on it. It's like Hawaiian-ish. Yeah. He's always got his like Hawaiian garbs on. And the vertical stripes are a theme. Scott Hope has a button up with vertical stripes. Vertical. It's almost like a bowling shirt. Yes. Which Oz wears these literally bowling shirts yeah. sometimes. Um, but Oz classic, just like he always has a t-shirt and then like a layered shirt over top. And yeah. then Xander's are always like buttoned up. Yeah. Just their style. Buffy has a huge butterfly clip. She the many the hairstyles in this whole episode, she's got like a huge clip in. Yeah. Huge butterfly clip. Yeah. It's like palm sized in yeah. her hair. Yeah. <laughs> and a zigzag part. Yeah. Super <laughs> zigzag. She has it several times in this episode. Yeah. Looks so good. She also has the classic look of just taking the bangs and pulling them back with yeah. the clip. Just like like a two centimeter little piece. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so good. Uh Joyce's curls look amazing. Joyce looks great. Her hair is like, it's like big and like lovely and beautiful, big tousled curls. Nice and long. Yeah. Length. Long. They kept her length. Yeah. It looks really good. Yeah. And then Buffy's uh, outfit in this office scene with Snyder is so weird. It's like a sheer cardigan. Uh like blue with mm-hmm. purple flowers on it. It mm-hmm. looks scratchy as fuck and stinky. <laughs> it does look stinky. Yeah. It looks very polyester. Yeah, definitely. And like scratchy. Uh, <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> uh, and then this is the first overalls of the season Willow has. Yeah. <laughs> Long red shirt overalls. This yes. is when she's talking to Giles about wanting to be witch. Do witchcraft. I didn't even notice these overalls because to me, Willow's look is so different than season two. I know it's, it maybe isn't quite as different in my mind, in my, like, I don't know. No, it is different. This is the first time we've seen overalls. Yeah. It is less childish. Yeah. Um, These overalls are cute. I feel like this, I like this version cool. of the overalls. Cool. I mean, I would wear it. Uh, it's not like weird neon green or whatever other overalls she's had in the past. I think this looks cute. I also think it looks good with her little lob. Yes. It just makes her look older. Absolutely. Um, Oz has black nail polish on. Yeah, I know. It's so cool. Yeah. He's so cool. He does his own polish. Yeah. He's such a little individual, confident, cool guy. Punky grungy. Punky grunge. In his van, doing his nails. Yeah. It's so good. And then, uh, okay, Faith. 
So what is there not to talk about? I know. She looks amazing. So she's got like long kind of curly ringlety hair, but it's sort of like grungy, messy. It doesn't look done. No. It's like tossly, grunged, and she is wearing a lot of black. She's got dark black kind of makeup. She's got lipstick, but it's like dark red. Like deep purple. Yeah. As opposed to Buffy's is always frosted, light. Pink. Pinks and blues. And this is dark. This is like blood color. Yeah. Dark, smoky eyes. Yeah. She's got black nail polish on, too. Yeah. Um, sleeveless. This first outfit we see her in is so weird. It's like a sleeveless shirt with, like, a round cutout with, like, I don't know, like a dangly curtain. Yeah, like <laughs> on tassels, her titties. tassels on the titties with, like, circle sequence on the end of each tassel. It's very weird. And it and it's, uh, it's cropped. Yeah. So that we can see her sort of, like... Like paint spattered leather pants. Yes. They're like green and stuff. Yellow yeah. and red. They're yeah, they're, they're kind of shiny. You couldn't tell if they were like a pleather or something. Um, and then she's got just these like sleeves on. Yeah. <laughs> they're weird. Shin uh, like arm shin guards. Yeah. Like uh, like like forearm guards for soccer. <laughs> yeah. Wait, is that do you do that in soccer? You I don't put know. them on your legs, <laughs> but not on your, <laughs> yeah. on your yeah. arms. Um, and she's got a tattoo. Yeah. Um, which she also has in, in Bring It On. She yeah. like does it with pen in Bring It On, but it's just so funny. It's yeah. just the same character. And then her second outfit is like red leather pants. Yeah. They're amazing. Yeah. Very badass. And a little white tank with another. Like splatter, yeah, yeah, thing, and big chunky shoes. They're like Doc Martiny kind of, yeah, combat, combat boot boots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really cool. But the real faith outfit that is iconic for me is this pink long sleeve mm-hmm. un- underneath this little vest in the dark blue denim. Yeah, this is the faith that I know, mm-hmm. and this is the outfit that tells me more about who faith is. Mm-hmm. That I love. Cool. And this is, I'm trying to bring it back. I'm trying to bring back long sleeves under t-shirts. Yes. And I think it's working. Yeah, do it. Yeah. I. This was totally my jam in high school. I had so many long sleeve, like stripey, and then would wear like a little weird t-shirt. Or like I would also wear fishnets that I cut up to make sleeves under shirts. <laughs> so in an episode full of fashion... What was your outfit of the episode? My outfit of the episode? <laughs> of things I like or things that I think... I just think this iconic Faith outfit uh, <laughs> with the little dangly titty things is was amazing. It's just like she looked different than every, every person yeah. that we know, every character that we know. Yeah. It's um, like I'm sexy and I know it. Yes. Whereas Buffy's like, I'm sexy. I'm a little... Innocent, sexy yes. girl, and Faith is like more. It's like rock, rock and roll, yeah. kind of, yeah, grungy. Yes, um, just a little bit more dangerous. Yes. Like she would drink a, a beer, and I don't know if Buffy would like drink a beer. No, yeah. Well, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. We also get the information that Faith has dropped out of high school. Yep, and that she is cool about that. Yep. So. We also, like, we're getting, we're getting, like, badass. Yes, more badass. Yes. Buffy's not 
really like a rebel like that. No. Mm-hmm. And she's still living quite a conventional life, even if she has this unconventional calling. Yep. And Faith is living an unconventional life. Yep. In, inside a very conventional world, but nothing about her, her alter ego mm-hmm. as Faith, who isn't a slayer, is normal. Like yeah. she's, yeah, doesn't go to high school, as far as we know. She's staying in a motel. Yeah, she doesn't have friends or family. I don't know. Maybe she does. It we might be know. too early to tell. Yeah. For sure. But... Yeah, what's what's that about? When we saw Buffy living this kind of lifestyle in L.A., she'd run away from home. So, yeah, what's going on with Faith? Yeah. Where are all of the people and things that attach themselves to a young teenage woman? Yeah. They don't seem to exist yet. So what what's going on there? Yep, and it is revealed through through the, the fashion. Yes. As always. Yeah. Um, and then Scott has a horrible outfit at the end. It's a t-shirt with a sweater vest on top. I know. What is that? <laughs> I think this it's is... It's like orange with like a burgundy sweater vest. And it's knit. It's quite knit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's this so is weird. like... He's like supposed to be preppy cool. And we're still in oversized land. Like we're oh, yeah, still in the big. land of 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 sort of... Femme fashion being skin tight and less femme fashion being really, really Big. baggy. Yeah. So I think it's that. I think it's also supposed to be like he's a nerd. Like he, they're going to a Buster Keaton festival. Buster Keaton is like like a Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. He's like an old, it's like an old timey. Latsy. Film festival. Yeah. So he's uh, maybe smart or cultured maybe yes. is what we're dropped in here. Yes. Um, But yeah, this is a terrible <laughs> little combo but Buffy looks great it's like a little paisley yeah. uh v-neck spaghetti strap it's dress. so tiny dress it looks amazing I know I also really love the outfit that Buffy's wearing with the white this really white and it like ombres ombre into pink yeah it's weird for me that's the that's the outfit of the episode for me Things I will, I will, there are things I will not tolerate. I will not tolerate. We just have to acknowledge the presence of Mr. Trick uh, as uh, another person of color on the show. Thank you. Uh, he seems so cool. He also acknowledged that uh, Sunnydale, this is really cool. He acknowledged Sunnydale is strictly the Caucasian persuasion. Indeed. So we're actually talking about race, mm-hmm. which I don't think we've actually talked about race in the show at all. Yeah. Uh, maybe in subtle ways with Inca Mummy Girl. Maybe mm. in subtle ways. But no, certainly not, not overtly like this. Loud. And certainly not by a character who has a lot of power. Yes. So so it's just cool. He's acknowledging yes. the the place where he is and his, his blackness within it. You oh, know? Yeah. oh, yeah. Big time. <laughs> This is a fantastic actor. Mm-hmm. We can't say anything more about them at the moment. We just have to wait and see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I've seen this actor in the series of Unfortunate Events with Neil Patrick Harris. Um, he's Mr. Poe. He is excellent in that. That's actually the only other thing I've seen him in. What's his name? F. Uh, K. Todd Freeman. Uh, and he was so good in that show. So it's it's interesting. He's a much younger actor in this. He's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's one of the best at delivering the dialogue. He's a lot like Spike. 
Yes. He yes. makes it easy. And and just so charming and yeah. cool. And yeah. 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 It's, he's an interesting – he's like the replacement for Spike. Like yeah. he is in this – not that you could replace Spike, but <laughs> but he, he is giving me what I want, yes. uh, which is really awesome. Yes. So. He's a modern vampire, as he says. <laughs> Quotes. What's your fave? Quotables. Uh <laughs> Uh, this is when Xander's talking to Buffy on the picnic blanket. He says, I saw that little half smile, you little slut. (laughs) (laughs) Which, I didn't bring up slut in the Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered portion, um, just because I just thought this is actually a funny line. Yeah. Um, it's sarcastic. It's joking. Yeah. Uh, I think this is an appropriate usage for slut, actually, in my opinion. It was really funny. Yeah. Uh, I, I think this is said with in a playful way that is not to shame Buffy in any way. No, it's just funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then my other one is when Joyce says, when did you die? You never told me you, you died. died. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. And then she's like, oh, my God, I hate your life. I hate <laughs> yeah. So good. It's amazing. I love I love watching I just love, I love Joyce's reaction to learning about, it's so mom. It's yeah. so, it makes, it makes Joyce the sheltered one yes. instead of Buffy being the sheltered one. Mm-hmm. I love the um, fight between Buffy and Faith that they're about to have. Like, I like getting each other, getting in each other's faces when, when Buffy says, um, well, Faith actually starts it. She's like, why are you getting so strung up, B? And Buffy's like, why are your lips still moving, F? <laughs> and then Faith is like, did I just hear a threat? And Buffy says, would you like to? I love that one. And then I love this line so much. Um, Like, Buffy's, it's the same moment as as Xander being like, I saw that half smiley little slut. <laughs> Buffy's like, I just, what does she say? Um, all right, yes, date and shop and hang out and go to school and save the world from un- unspeakable demons. You know, I want to do girly stuff. <laughs> I just love it. So cute. It's so cute. That's how I feel. <laughs> I would put slaying unspeakable demons in the girly category. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what this show teaches us. Yeah. <laughs> Next episode is another one of my favorites. Amazing. I'm really curious. I'm really curious what you're going to have to say. This is a fairly, well, this is just a good disc. They're all <laughs> as, good discs. As you've said, oh. uh, but uh, I'm excited uh, to see what happens. We got to meet Angel again. What yeah. happened? Yeah. Very curious. And Faith is still in town. We get a, we end the episode with learning that Faith, Giles has called someone. Mm-hmm. To say that it's been approved that Faith will stay with them until a new Watcher can be assigned. Yeah, very cool. So how, again, how are Watchers assigned? Is Faith is going to go to school with them? Like a new character? I'm excited because having a new character in the gang is just uh, very fun. Yes. Uh, Fun dynamics. Yep. Yeah. So onwards and upwards. Amazing. Sunnydale has Mr. Trick and Faith and Scott Holt. (laughs) The introduction of three huge new characters. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. Well, join us next time. We'll see what happens. Yes. I'm excited for the fashion polls. Oh, yes. So many on this episode. Uh, Follow us on the gram. Email us if you want. Do all the cool stuff you do with podcasts you like. We love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Arg. Gur. Gur. Arg. 